cliffcentral.com On radio On radio More of the good stuff cliffcentral.com Welcome back to the good stuff Cliff Central's very own happy hour with myself Brent Lindicue the good things guy Um I think I need to have a meeting with my producer. I'm not too sure what that song was. She recommended it. Her and I were sort of fighting over the controller. I didn't know which way we were going to go. And and apparently um, Drake is Jamaican now. He had a little bit of a Jamaican crazy at the end there. So big ups to you. Thank you. Um, can you please schedule a meeting for after this? You're fired. Just kidding. It's Tuesday, yo, and we're all about the good stuff. Um... No crap news here. This is not how we roll. We really do bring good news. Uh, corrupt ministers are selling rhino horns to China. I actually can't even. When I saw that story on Sunday, I, I literally had a knot in my stomach. Corrupt leaders are capturing our states. You know what? We're not going to talk about corruption. We're not going to talk about the schools burning. We're not going to talk about the fact that people are protesting and fees aren't falling. None of that cuck belongs here. This is the good stuff. Um, it's your good news hour where we try to bring you a little bit of inspirational stories so you have something better to chat about. At the water cooler or at the dinner table. There are so many incredible things happening in South Africa and the world. And, and if only we could concentrate on them, if only the mainstream media could showcase all of these beautiful, beautiful things, I think we'd all be a little bit happier. Uh, South Africa is finally getting rain. And even though we've had loads of tragic floods, there are so many good stories that have come out of the rain. Um, be it the Kruger Park animals that are, that are finally getting a bit of relief or the truckers that were saved. Saving people or the security guards that were looking after people. We're going to bring you some of those stories. Um, it really does showcase great South African spirit. And in tough political times, we need these things to make us happy. Um, even we're going to bring you a story about how one big lie by a certain CEO turned into a real bar last week. No lies. The Saxon Wald Shabin opened its doors. I'm not even joking. Was that my phone? I don't even know if that was my phone. Um, all right. So the good stuff. We're here. We've also got two incredible guests coming in. The first is we get to chat to Kaylee. Uh, I'm going to say her surname wrong because I suck at enunciation. Leviton. Is she in the producer's lounge? Can she see me? No. So hopefully she didn't hear that. She's the creative head at MNC Sachi Abel. She's flown up from Cape Town. Um, she's also one of the brains behind the street store in South Africa, a local initiative um, that closed the homeless that started in 2014 and this year celebrated its 500, 500th. 500th store, which is absolutely, absolutely phenomenal. Then we've also got a spokesperson coming in from Surgeons for Little Lives, a group of local pediatric surgeons who have started a non-profit organization that is focused on saving the lives of sick children. Um, we're going to hear more about that uh, when we're in studio. I'm not the only one that's here, though. Sitting next to me, I have got Kerry, the good news girl. KK, how are you doing? Good morning. I'm good, thanks. And you? Welcome to The Good Stuff. How's it going? Why, thank you. It's great to be here. I know. Another Tuesday. Yay. We get to hang out in studio and chat to people about good news and inspirational stories, which is what we love, right? Favorite day of the week. You nearly didn't make it, though. You're? How's it going? The traffic is a little bit of a nightmare But you know what? While I was driving and I'm like, never mind. I can just admire all the greenery. Everything is so green and fresh. Wow. Absolutely. I know awesome. there's a lot of uh, people are cleaning up the mess from last week, but um, 
I think everybody's doing it for positivity, really. Well, look, we, South Africa is currently in the middle of a drought. It is quite crazy. Things are dry as all hell. And um, last week, it started raining in Johannesburg. <laughs> on Tuesday. On Tuesday. Yes. And it didn't stop. No. It didn't stop. We had rain bucketing down. Um, the, the streets were flooding. There was really tragic stories to come out of all of that. It was wet. It wasn't wet. It was like, wow. Gee whiz, everything was like a river. The highway, a river, really? And a lot of the photos <laughs> that were that were sort of making their way around social media of these deep, deep waters, mm. um, I mean, there were two ways, right? So some people were saying it's because our infrastructure is not great, which I don't agree with. I don't either. I think that so much rain fell at, so, at one point. There yes. was just too much water. It literally, it was like a bucket. Somebody, like somebody filled a bucket and then just tipped it. A very big bucket. A big one. A big one. <laughs> and also um, added to that fact is that the ground is very dry, right? Yes. So if the ground is too dry, then it won't soak in any of the water. Well, not quick enough anyway. Not quick enough. Well, we got a couple of good stories that we're going to be bringing to you uh, in our top five. The one is of two truck drivers who are have just just become local South African heroes. Mm. Kerry's going to bring us that. We've also got the two security guards who helped save the woman. She was yes. in her car and her car broke down yes. and she had her four-year-old son and no one in the traffic would open their doors for her. Why? Because this is South Africa and we're all shit scared. You know what? So driving around last week as well and it started hailing and pouring with rain and I just, I mean, I was looking at the pedestrians and I had that exact thought. There are these people that are running Literally running down the, down the, um, the, um, uh, the pavements, road? no, the pavements to, to find shelter. And like nobody, nobody was opening their doors. Nobody was getting them in. And this included children, school children. And, you know, I was, I was just like, why? Why, why are we like this? Do you know what I mean? Well, so we know, we, I mean, Kerry, we could, we could have a whole show where I we go know. into why we are like that. Why? Why we are live, we like this? We live in a world, in a country, in a place where crime and all of that is very prevalent, mm. um, even when it comes to these moments. And that's why these stories matter. Because yes. this woman was running down the road, knocking on people's windows with her four-year-old son, mm. and, and they wouldn't let her in. No one would let her into their cars. They were all like, no, this is mad. Like, you go away. I don't have any money for you. Go away. <laughs> and, and she went up to... And and I'll say it because she's white. Mm. So even though she was there and she was in the situation, people are still scared. Yeah. And and security guards at the company or one of the companies, you know, they got those like guard houses. Yes. They saw her and they said, hey, you come here. Yes. Come inside. Mm. Come inside, man. And then they all sat there until the hail and the rain finished. And um, and then they, they walked her back to her car and made sure that her car could start and she could get going again. Yes. Wow. And that... Uh, those are things that we need to celebrate. Definitely. Because that, you know, the next time you might think twice when you see someone banging on your window going, help! Well, not only that, what about the ducks on the highway last night? Yeah, how cool is that, right? <laughs> okay, stop the highway, guys. We need to save the ducks. For those of you that might not know, so um, last night, so in, in four ways, <laughs> yes. at our um, gas stations, we have uh, ambulance, emergency, emergency services. services. Yeah. That's where they stay because yeah. there's shelter and there's food. It's like in a 
America, it's our Dunkin' Donuts, right? Mm. It's where everybody yes. sits and gets their, their yes. food and their coffee and all of that. And a woman sped into the gas station and she was going, oh my goodness, there's a family of ducks and ducklings on the highway and it's crazy and I'm not sure what to do. Can you help? <laughs> and he climbed into his car and started it and they were from Emergy Med and off he went to the scene and when he got to the scene, a taxi driver had stopped the traffic. Yeah. And he was standing busy moving the ducks around. He was like, on the highway. So this medic and this taxi driver <laughs> got together and saved the ducks. And How you know rad? what? I know Max from Emerge Med and like, um, <laughs> he's all over the place. He's in my side of town. Then he's in four ways. He's all over. And the fact that they saved the ducks, good on you guys. Go good Emerge on Med. you guys. Just to, just to say, I love the internet because how would we know these stories happened if they didn't get put on the I internet? Know. So, so I posted the story on Good Things Guy, and the first comment I get is, great story, sorry to be pedantic, but these are actually Egyptian geese, not ducks. Yes, they are Egyptian geese. And this woman, right. this woman replied going, shut up, it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> That's why I love the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely love it. It doesn't well matter. Done, it's a good guys. news story. You saved a family. So that's cool. All these great stories. Um, Rain in the Kruger on Sunday, there were pictures released of all the animals just loving the rain. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, you know what? It's like, um, all of the, all of the, uh, water, water holes are, are now full. I wouldn't say full. Well, They're fuller. Fuller. Fuller than they were well, before. Well, now they've got water at least. Yeah. It's not dry. And that's amazing. And did you see the other one as well? You also wrote a story on it of, um, I'm busy, eh? Yes. <laughs> you actually watch the water flowing slowly, but it was going. And you hear the, you hear the yes. woman in the background going, it's getting bigger. No, very cool. Good news stories coming out of this. Um, our hearts and prayers do go out to the so families yes. that, uh, that didn't make it through the floods. And it's incredibly sad. Mm. Um, we, you know, I'm going to leave it there. Well, one would never think that you, it's possible to drown in your car. But it is, and, yes. and maybe we'll do a show on that, like yes. sort of good and measures. And the same, t- the same truckers. I mean, they were devastated by that, but, um, good, I mean, good on you guys. That story's coming up, yes, right? Okay. Is. So we're going to bring that story in a bit. Uh, last night's super moon. Did you see it, Ken? It was beautiful. Where? Well, I was actually listening to another radio station on my way home yeah. last night. And um, they were like, we're in Santon and we can't see it. Where is it? But I'm like, guys, how can you not see it? I'm in Houghton and it's it's full and it's bright and it's shining. And the clouds are like about, a, well, from my from, from where I was, it looked like a meter, but obviously it wasn't. But, you know, the moon was bright and shining and I'm like, yes. Okay, so I didn't see the moon at all. I actually tweeted and people started retweeting me because they thought it was so funny. Yes. And I tweeted the night sky, which was black. You couldn't see anything outside of my house. And I wrote there, guys, I think my super moon is broken. broken. <laughs> How do I get a refund? And people were laughing and, and replying and going, us too, there's no moon, what's going on? But there were some incredible shots that came no, out of it, man. it was really, really beautiful and it had this... Um this piece around it as well so it was bright 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 and then it had almost like a shadow around it as well it was really really beautiful very cool very cool very cool um one of the things have you seen the christmas ads that are going around yes i have so they're one of the boxer yes. which was amazing yes the last year and and it sort of relates to the, the moon mm. so last year they were very emotive they were it's called sadvertising. Yes. It's got a word. Yeah, sad. What's sad? Sadvertising. It's advertising made to make you cry. 
Oh. Basically. So there's okay. an emotional connection. It's, it's emo advertising for those who. Sad advertising. Yeah, sad advertising. And last year, their Christmas ad I thought was incredible. Like the boxer was cool. It was funny. But last <laughs> year, they had this little girl who had a telescope in her room. It cost them a million pounds to make this. this really? This, this she had this um, telescope and she like looked up into the moon. I and, remember that and one. And she got closer and closer okay. and closer. And there was an old man yes. on the moon. Mm. And for Christmas, she asks her mom for a, another telescope. Mm. She wants like a handheld one. And basically, she packages it, puts balloons, ties balloons all over to this thing. And she sends it up to the man in the moon so they can both see each other. I wept like a baby. I found it. Finished I cried. Finished for yourself, eh? Finished. Finished for myself. <laughs> it was... um Proper, I, you know, it, it reminds me of, bless them, my grandparents. And, and you know, it's that Christmas feeling of mm. giving. Yeah, definitely. So Christmas is here. Well, you know what? I've also spoken to a lot of people and I'm like, so what do you guys do for Christmas? And they're like, um, nothing. That makes me sad. You know, I'm like, no ways. You can't do nothing for Christmas. You come into my house. <laughs> so you, Kerry, can be our little Christmas elf here yeah. at Cliff Central is okay. all I'm saying. For those of you that want to get in the Christmas mood, um, we've put it out on Twitter. It's on Facebook. The Cliff Central carols Yay. are coming back this year. They are coming back this year. And um, Exciting. apparently we're going to be on stage singing. Yes. So, And at this stage, it's uh, me and you. Just, just you, you and me. <laughs> just kidding. I'd like to do Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. So can you start practicing? Sure, no problem. Sure, no problem. Before we get into that, uh, every week we bring you the top five trending good news stories. Why? Because they matter and it gives you something better to talk about. Uh, Kerry trolls the internet. She literally trolls the internet. She is an internet troll. And she goes <laughs> to find the top five good news stories. There are thousands, let me tell you. There are so many good things happening in our country. Please, Oaks, if you see good news, share it. Yes. Share it. And just on that note, before you get into it, if you see news that makes you angry because it's a headline, like the minister doesn't want us to bath more than once a week, don't Google it. Those. Don't don't <laughs> don't share those. And yeah. I'll tell you why. It's a hoax website and every time someone clicks on that flipping website, they get money. Those people get money. So the more you share crappy Don't hoax news, give them money. you're giving them money. Anyway, so we're not going to get into that. Top five. What do we have at number five? Well, um, every week I've brought an animal story, and this week is about Ellie's. Um, a new campaign to save elephants, name them and save them. Hashtag name them and, and save, save them. them. An incredible campaign has been launched to help protect our elephants and our heritage. Name them to save them. A simple way to do good. Um, it says, uh, well, the, the article as well, there are less than 400,000 African elephants left and with one lost every 15 minutes of every day to ivory poaching, uh, expect, um, experts indicate that this species will be extinct by 2013. Save the elephants. My, my elephant. save it's the my elephants. favorite elephant. I mean, my favorite animal. They are, you know, there's so many cool things that Africa has that we yes. can go to game parks and we can do stuff and it's flipping cool and all of that rad things. Um, mm. My favorite is also an Ellie. Yes, it's my favorite. An elephant and a giraffe. So uh, Amarula has joined forces with Kenyan-based conservation organization Wildlife Direct working closely with their CEO, Dr. Paula um, Kahumba. So get on that one, guys. Go read that story. Save, you, save, save the elephant. It's really easy. You go online, you, you create your own elephant, you name it, and they give money to charity yes. for you. We love 
easy charity things. We're going to put that up online so that you can get to it as well. What do we have at number four? Stickman, a South African Christmas animation up for BAFTA BAFTA. Which is a British something award. Yes. Stickman, a Triggerfish Animation Studios. Triggerfish, they make all our animations in South Africa. Collaboration uh, with Oscar-nominated UK production company Magic Light Pictures is one of four nominees for Best Animation at the British Academy of Film and Television Arts Children's Awards. So um, this this animation, Stickman, uh, lives in the family tree with his stick lady love and their stick children three until he's taken further and further away from home to an epic adventure across the seasons. He runs from a playful dog, gets thrown in a river, escapes from... From Swan's Nest and even ends up on top of a fire as he tries to get back to his family in time for Christmas. So it's a cool story. It's that Christmas vibes. We're bringing them to you now. Uh, every week we're going to be do- doing Christmas stuff. But what's flipping yeah. cool is they are South African Yay. and they are up for an international award. I want you to hear that. South African Africa. company, the animators are up for an award. How flipping cool. That's we're going to put that story up online so you yes. can see the trailer for it because it's quite funny. What do we have at number three? Inspirational young South African amputee about to make history. A young amputee from Johannesburg is about to make history in obstacle course racing in South Africa and inspire um, and inspire everyone in the process. Okay, I have never done an obstacle course. I watch and I'm like, wow, you guys are so amazing and they climb over things and they have to swim through water and uh, this this guy is uh, his name is Hannes Britz. He's from the south of Johannesburg, my hometown. Your and home. m- in my home. Your hood. My hood. And um, he, you know, he's had a really tough life because his leg had always given him issues. And he could never really do sport mm. or do anything to to be out there. And a couple of years ago, the doctors sort of had a conversation with him. And they said to him, I think it's time that you that you think about amputation, which he did. Mm. And, and that day, he says he found his freedom. And um, he was able to do amazing things. Uh, he's not disabled. He's differently able yes. now. And he's competing. Here's the, here's the craziness, right? He's competing in what is the hardest obstacle course racing in South Africa. The, the warrior black ops. Yes. He's doing. He's the only differently abled person to do it in the country and he's doing his second one now yes and he's done i mean he's done seven warrior races in less than two years uh two rookie events three commando events two commando elite events and one black ops really i watch those guys and i'm like wow mad 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 crazy i'm like maybe one day i'll do it and he's doing it differently abled kerry let's do it for charity when um find out the dates find out the dates and we'll do it for charity warrior Warrior, find, okay. out the, find out the dates and we'll do it for charity. I don't mind. What do we have at number two? Some relief as rain falls in Kruger National Park. From hippos playing in the new water to elephants and monkeys appreciating the rain, animals in the Kruger National Park are celebrating some relief. This makes me very happy. Well, this is the story that we sort of brought you that's just really, really flippin' cool, man. Um, you don't see this in mainstream media, so no. they're not they're not showcasing all the amazingness like Kruger National Park. It's one of the biggest parks that I know. Yes, of. I mean I've been to the Medikwes and I've yes. been to, and if they're getting rain, it means everybody else is as well. Exactly. So it's really cool news. The pictures are super cool. They're too. amazing. They really, really are. And you know what? Obviously, when people go to the Kruger National Park, they uh, they tweet and they go onto social media and they're like, "Wow, the Kruger National Park is amazing," but it's so dry. But but now, I mean, everything is flourishing. It's green. There's water in the in the um, 
the watering holes. Yes, the watering holes. I don't know if you recall, a little while ago we brought you um, the news that they were actually culling animals. They yes. were culling the animals in the Kruger. Mm. This just gives some relief, and it's exactly what our animals need. I was reading the other day that this current drought yeah. is one of the worst that South Africa has seen since 92. Yes. And that is a long time. But even though it's rained, we are still in a drought. Uh, so people must understand this. In, in the past week, with all of the rain and the water, the Val Dam has only gone up, gone up 4.4%. Yes. So which gives still, us like 20 days of water, yes, actually. Yeah. And it's still raining, but the rain now is not enough. So I think what Kerry's saying is still save water, guys. Yes. Go we outside. <laughs> Go water some more trees. What do we have at number one? Truckers pulled strangers out of cars to help save lives during Joburg floods. Two, tro- uh, two truck drivers spent yesterday afternoon, which was last week Tuesday, um, pulling strangers from their cars during the flood, giving CPR and saving lives. This was wow. They literally, they were, they were getting out of their trucks. They were saving people in their cars and, and putting them on the back of their trucks because obviously the trucks were higher than the water level. Um, and I think they said as well that um, they, they interviewed these two gentlemen and they said to them, how many people do you think you saved? And they were like, oh, we think about six. It was well over 20, maybe even in the 30s that they saved that day. And this, I mean, stories like these are important because it really does showcase the best side of South Africans. Definitely. And I mean, I'm assuming that they couldn't swim either. Bad assumption, but maybe. Yeah. I mean, we can go with that. No, we just I'm, never know. Not a lot of South Africans can swim, and that's the reality. Can you can you get hold of them? Yes, I will. Get hold of them, and then uh, we'll put them on the show. Um, all of these stories we are going to post online like we do every week. If you visit the Cliff Central Good Stuff page directly after the show, we put all of those stories up there. What's the little giggle? <laughs> I'm saying, like, now you're like, get hold of them. Vuyani and Lucas, if you were listening, call in. <laughs> <laughs> Call in right now. Um, just just one sideline uh, thing that I want to say today, yes. right? So for all of the, the Joburg flood victims today, Uber have uh, launched at 11 o'clock this morning a free service that you can get on your Uber app. I think from 11. I don't know if it's yes. right now, but you can book them. Remember like Uber have done the puppies and the yes. ice cream and all of those things. Today, they are coming to your house and they are collecting um, a whole bunch of things for the flood victims. A lot of the flood, flood victims in Johannesburg live along the river. Alexandra is uh, 100%. It's devastated. They've lost their houses. Yes. They've lost their belongings. Um, and, and what they're asking for is general toiletries, baby formula, nappies, baby food, sanitary pads, and non-perishable blankets. food items, blankets. The, the store will open today. At 11 a.m. All you have to do is go onto your Uber app, select the destination, which is Santon Fire Station. They say Brandweer, but is it called that? Is that why it's called yes. that? The Santon Station Fire Brandweer. Yes. Um, you select Uber Community and it's all free. You request it as usual. The Uber will rock up and they'll come and collect all your that donated goods. That is amazing. Goods. That really, really is because that is the most difficult part of, of uh, collecting and giving donations because, first of all, some people don't have transport or they don't have the time and they don't know where to send it. So this is amazing and good for you. Easy well peasy. Done. Remember that all of the times that Uber do this, it gets quite crazy and it's quite busy and it's quite yes. mad. Um, all you got to do is uh, is wait. If it's in a queue, wait. Mm. And if you are able to take stuff to the Sanson Fire Station, they're welcoming you to bring it yourself as well. Did you hear about the tornado? 
No, but we're going to talk about that in a second. Okay. This is the good stuff on Cliff Central. So, T, do you know that we host Motoring's biggest power hour? Yes, I do. And do you know that it's not just a show about cars, but it's a show that covers a host of relevant motoring topics? Yes, I do. And do you know that there are over 1 billion cars currently in use on Earth and that the new car smell is composed of over 50 volatile organic compounds? Uh, no. Make sure you're up to speed with all things motoring by tuning in to Auto Central every Monday morning at 9 a.m. just after the Gareth Cliff Show or download the podcast on autotrader.co.za. Auto Central, motoring's biggest power hour, powered by Auto Trader. So I'm in the summer mood. That's why I put that song on. It's all about <laughs> drinking shots. Isn't that amazing? In your slops. In your slops in summer. All right. So every week we have inspirational interviews where we just get to meet really incredible South Africans and sometimes international people that are just doing incredible things for South Africa and the world. This week is no different. A group of local pediatric surgeons have started a non-profit organization that is focused on saving the lives of sick children by raising the standard of facilities in the state hospitals within the Greater Gauteng area. To speak to us about this amazing initiative, we have Jerome. Welcome to the good stuff. Morning. Thank you very much. It's great to have you here. Um, sorry for keeping you waiting. We've just got so much, so much good news to get through. It's all about the good stuff, right? Good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can you tell us more about the organization and what you guys do? Yes. I mean, you you sort of summarized it very well. We uh, we're all well. We're not all actually. Um, a group of pediatric surgeons with a group of other interested individuals from this good city of ours um, really saw the need to try and uplift the the treatment of the children that we operate on in the government sector, in the public sector. So uh, Charlotte McDake at Johannesburg Academic Hospital and what you guys know as Baragwanath Hospital. So that's kind of our starting point. And, uh, yeah, it's really just to improve what we do for these kids, to uh, to give them a better experience in, in the hospitals, to improve the level of the care that they receive, and, uh, yeah, just to just to improve what, their outcomes. Wh- why are you involved with it? I mean, what, what inspired you? It's a, it's a simple… Yeah, so I'm the head of uh, pediatric surgery at Wits University, and uh, if you look at all children's hospitals around the world, the leading children's hospitals, mm. they all run as collaborations with massive charitable components. Yes. And, uh, I mean, I actually heard you guys about to flight uh, an advert for the Red Cross Children's Hospital in Cape Town this week or next yes. week. And it actually drives us, not this drives us nuts, but they run a very, very successful charity. They come to Joburg and raise a whole lot of money in Joburg that they take down to the Cape to treat their patients. Yes. And it was time for us to It's, it's time for us to be doing yes, the same. Yes. 100%. We actually had them on the show, we which did. is pretty crazy. They I'm came, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they came onto the show to chat about um, all the good work that they're doing. Mm. And it's great to hear that they're doing great things in Absolutely. Cape Town. 100%. You're doing it in Joburg. Right. When did you guys start? So it's been a process. Um, so we had a lot, a lot of interest over the last, you know, five years in terms of uh, contributing, mm. but we didn't have a structure to allow it. So we set up the charity, and it took us about two and a half years to set it up in terms of all of the admin, admin and yes. legal wise yes. jazz. And then we launched in May last year, sort of oh. formally. And it's been a very successful, what is it, 18 months to date. And you know what? That's really incredible because when a child goes into hospital, it's actually, it shouldn't be a scary experience for them. Right, it should be a yeah. good experience. Exactly. Well, as good as it can be. Yes. I can only hope so. Can only hope so. hope so. How do you guys get 
funding because that's that's what it comes down to, right? The hospitals are there. Governments has got this all in place. Right. Better machinery, better wards, making it better for the kids. Where does that money actually come from? Right. So we started by once we'd structured ourselves by defining the projects that we wanted to concentrate on, mm. and th- those projects um, they range five or six of them from from small projects like putting as an example little admission packs together for the kids when they get admitted to so that they've got pajamas blankets yes. toothbrushes Aww. simple things like that two very big projects um and the one that we've um launched recently this year is a, is in conjunction with GlaxoSmithKline yes, primarily yes. um and MediClinic um to build a new outpatient facility but also a, a Parental sleepover facility that is amazing. For, for parents of the kids. And where does it come from? It comes from, from everywhere. Mm. From massive contributions from the man in the street through to small corporates, through to massive corporates, donations and partnerships like the GlaxoSmith. So it project. doesn't necessarily have to be monetary. It can be, Absolutely well, if you not. have a company that makes PJs. Stop making PJs, guys. That's right. actually, you know, that's what charity comes down to is giving what you have to be able to help others. Yes. And and a lot of the kids that are going, well, majority of the kids that are going to these hospitals, um, they don't have anything to start off with. That's why they're going to government hospitals. Correct. They don't have discovery cards that get them into the lifes, the four ways lifes and the this lifes, where there are already these um, beds and things set up for parents to stay with their kids. It's just, for me, the haves and have nots is always... Um, a step back for me to to step back in its perspective. One hundred percent. You know, it's for us I to see. I just had the greatest idea. Go for it. So, um, you know, malaria. We've had malaria on the show. They make PJs. I'm going to get a whole lot of kids' PJs made by malaria to be donated to the hospital. It's good by malaria. Yes, that's what you're talking about. Malaria, yes. That's incredible. That sounds Here, wonderful. Yeah, we'll, we'll accept yes. graciously. So that's two. That's two, that's two organizations. Absolutely incredible. If people want to get hold of you, if they want to get involved, if they right. want to um, either give up their time, money, or goods, how, what do they do? Where do they go? So the best really is to go through the website, um, www.surgeonsforlittlelives.org, as you, uh, as you spell it. And all of our contact details and our projects are up there. And yeah, like you say, it's not just monetary. You know, the, the, Wonderful thing about it is the just the the time that we've got yeah. a big volunteer program that we're building, and that's from popping in once for an hour to learners coming, you know, during the school holidays to corporate responsibility days. We've, we're really looking at um, that's really, really awesome. encompassing all of them. So, so this weekend, uh, there's a big charity thing happening in, in Johannesburg. I'm cycling for the cycle right. challenge. Right. Um, this year I'm doing it for Quebecer. We're going to be giving bicycles. Maybe next year I'll ride for you guys because it looks like you have that a team a already. Idea. 100%. We've got 120 people this year. Um, we've got a fantastic response. And yes, you can come next year with all of your mates. And uh, you can well, join the, join the team. To, I'm going to have to get a bicycle. Well, you know, we're always doing stuff for charity. <laughs> it's that easy. you got to go to www.surgeonsforlittlelives.org. Guys, it's a, you know, wow. if you have the ability and you have the option to go to a private hospital, majority of South Africans don't. Mm. And you need to realize that. And this is your opportunity, especially for the moms and dads out there. This is your opportunity to to give back to kids that need it. This is really incredible. A hundred percent. Thank you for being very, thank you very much for being on the good stuff. That's it. I need coffee. Kerry, can you organize coffee somewhere? I need a cup of coffee. It's too early in the morning. No problem. This is the good stuff on Cliff Central. There's no emergency. No sirens in front of me. There's nothing to stop me from getting my way. 
Our next guest is all the way from Cape Town. She's come up from what I say is the best city in South Africa. That is where I go whenever I get the opportunity, Ke. Yes, it's beautiful. I'm actually going there. Happy place. I'm going there on the 1st of December. Oh. And then I might not come back. So no. just be prepared for that. <laughs> all right. So today we've got Kaylee a creative head of uh, MNC Sachi Avel in Cape Town. She's flown up to tell us a little bit about something that I featured on the show you've spoken about. Yes. We've brought to you in stories. Um, you know, on Good Things Guy, we featured it a couple of times. She is one of the co-founders of something called The Street Store. And before I tell you how big it's got, I want to welcome you to The Good Stuff. Hi, thank you for having me. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're such a great energy. It's cool I know, to you stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, I mean, for our listeners that I don't know if they've been living under a rock, that they might not know about The Street Store, can you tell us um, a little bit about it? About where it started, about first, how it works. First, tell me how it Both. works. Tell me what it is. Okay. So the street store is what we call the world's first rent-free, premises-free, free pop-up clothing store for the homeless. That's found entirely on the street and it's stocked by donations from the public. So it's not a store as people kind of are used to seeing and mm. hearing about. It's made up of a series of posters that you hang up on a fence and the posters have a hanger design on them with a little hole, a little gap in the hanger and donors come and hang up their clothes through those hangers and then the home can enjoy a dignified shopping experience where they actually get to choose clothes um, for many of them for the first time. And that's so now that you've described a little bit, I'm sure some of our listeners are going, hold on, I've actually seen that. Oh, yes. wait, I've I know seen, that thing. I've seen those cardboard yes. Um, yes. 
hanger jobbies. Cardboard hanger mm. jobbies. That's yeah. a great way of explaining <laughs> it. I like that. Um, hanging off the side of offences yes. and such. Uh, there was one that I think, and I, you could slap me over the head because you're close enough. I think it was <laughs> Bloemfontein. The, the one that went viral that everybody was sharing it. It was a store that was out in Bloomies, mm. I think. And it was the street store. I'll show you the photo. Okay. I've actually got it. I haven't seen that one. And, and everybody was sharing it all over social media. And that's the picture that people might resonate with is this cardboard against a normal fence where people were hanging clothes and other people were shopping. How do you sort of, okay, we'll take a step back. So you're a co-founder. What made you create this? So it started back in 2014. Um, my co-founder Max Pazak and I were standing on the balcony of our agency, MNC Saatchi Abel, and we were watching people down below, um, the haves and the have-nots. We don't like to call people rich and poor because we live and work like in the it. area like and we're not rich, yes, but we have more. Yes. So we were watching as the have and have not walk and cross each other's paths, but they don't connect. And it's because both sides um, dehumanize the other. Mm. We can't help everyone. So you start to ignore them. It's just, an, it's the norm. It's what people do. You can't help, so you ignore. If, if one of the, so I do a lot of talks around the country about random acts of kindness. Yeah. And, and one of the biggest things I say is that South Africa is so inundated with poverty. Yeah. I, if we have, tw- it's, it's one of the worst stats that I bring up, but 21% of South Africans don't eat every day. Reality. Mm-hmm. Out of those are 4 million kids. Reality. And mm-hmm. if you take that and you go, hold on. That's a reminder because we see so much of it every day that we become numb to it. Completely. And that's exactly what you're talking yes. about now. They walk directly past each other. And it's, it's, it's easier to kind of carry on living Block it when you've blocked it out mm. because it's hard. It's difficult and you can't give to everybody. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, um, it's easier to beg from someone. When you see them as a pocket and not a person. Mm. So both sides dehumanize the other. So we wanted to do something that would bring them together. Not just a cold clothing drive where it's a once-off, you go and drop something off and then you forget about it. You don't really know what impact it had. Both sides come to the street store. They meet one another. They get to know each other. They realize that the other side is a human being. Uh, so that it makes a difference sure. now by giving someone clothes and going forward. Okay, so so this is the thinking. That's that's where you were going with this. Yes. What what brought about the street store? What brought about the cardboard? What what brought to life that creative concept? So we had been trying to figure out a way to actually um, bring attention to the Haven Night Shelter, which is our client, um, and we're thinking of using street poles. And Max had designed these beautiful cardboard-looking street poles, and we wanted to hang clothes through them to say, "Go and donate clothes at the home." At the Haven Night Shelter And we thought actually that's not going to make a big difference mm. It'll Maybe you'll go once So we thought let's bring them down to street level And actually turn it into an engaging experience So that it impacts you today and then going forward it was honestly, it was wow. one of those situations where we didn't realize what we were creating when we did it. Well, no, because I, I mean, nobody I, ever does. No. I, I alluded to the fact that it's gone international, which is the first thing. Yeah. And it was created by these South Africans in Cape Town. <laughs> it's gone international. And, and this year, um, you hosted your 500th event. Yes. Worldwide. Yeah. 500. We're actually on 554 now. That's incredible. In the last month, we've got another 54. That's incredible. Thank you. So, so the concept was, that was in 2014. You now have this thing that's real and it's, it's happening all over the world. Yes. How has it evolved? Cause you had this idea. How's it evolved? So, uh, what real impact can you have if you hold on to something so tightly and hold it on so it's yours? Um, 
maybe we could have done a few street stores and that would have been the end of it. Mm. But we wanted to have a real impact. It wasn't about going, this is our idea and it's our, which is the typical advertising move to keep mm. your ideas close mm. to you. Isn't, isn't that just business in general? When, people, so, when yeah. people come up with ideas, they, they pretty much, let's hold on to it as exactly. hi- tightly as we can so no one else can That's capitalize. Yes, yeah. but we're not like that. And as a company, MNC is all about these initiatives for good, which are creating a change um, in the ongoing, yes. an ongoing to make an ongoing difference. Yes. So we thought, let's just share. And if someone else wants to do a street store as well, they can. We just didn't expect so many people to want to do it. So we made everything open source. You go to our website, www.thestreetstore.org. And you make and fill out an application form which has got a pledge on it. And mm. it's a sort of pledge. I pledge to maintain the dignity of the homeless. I pledge not to use this for monetary gain, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then you choose your language. And we've had everything translated into 15 different, 16 different languages now. Love it. We send you the files for the designs of the posters and a guidebook. And then everyone gets to plan their own street store and we create them an event on Facebook. It's like a little franchise. It is. But it's all, it's all it's in all, the name of good. Yes, it's a little NPO, free franchise. Yes, it's an NPO yeah. franchise. That is amazing. What are, what is one of the best stories to come out of this? Cause I mean, it's happening all around the world now and you must still be yeah. hands on with all of it, right? Yes. Yeah, so constantly in contact with everyone who's involved because we make their events for them. So I'm just constantly speaking to people and giving them guidance. Often people are like, where should I have it? And I'm like, sorry, I really don't know anything about Singapore. <laughs> <laughs> really? I wish I could help, but I can't. And I can just give it advice on the kind of location Just you need. find a fence. Yes. This is actually the most difficult part is finding mm. a fence in the right location where the homeless already are, but people are able to get to with easy access. That's yes. the, that's the toughest part. And, and once you found that, everything that else well. comes together. Really. Yes. So the best story, oh my goodness, there've been so many. Um, one of my favorites, I think was a street store in there've been a lot of them. Hold on. Let me try and remember <laughs> where it was. I, two very different ends of the spectrum. I can't remember if it was in China or in the UK. One of those where um, there was a live TV crew at the street store filming and it was live on the news and a family found their missing father. Never. Who had gone missing a few years before. He I had a few, standing up yeah. He had found that he had gone missing a few years before. So the, the, the father was shopping. Was shopping as a homeless person. As a homeless person. And the family got caught. in their car and drove there and they went and found him. I'm Insane. Finished. I'm finished for myself. I'm finished. <laughs> I'm I, 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 when I heard it, I was like, oh, that's amazing. And then someone said, that's the street store. And I went, ah, oh. Yeah, it, it, it must be very overwhelming to realize that a simple idea has turned into something so big. It is. And it's helping so many people. It's surreal. Which is, and I'm never speechless, and <laughs> often I'm rendered completely speechless. That's crazy. Like, daily. Um, do you still do you still host street stores down in Cape Town yourself? Yes. How often? Um, not as often as it would be nice to do. It's difficult. You're working, but that's yes, the beauty of it is yes. that we know that they keep on happening. I mean, there's one in Cape Town in two weeks. There was one two weeks ago. They keep on happening, and I keep thinking it's going to get quieter and it's going to stop. But it doesn't. And then one news station will Just pick it up continues. and talk about it. And suddenly there's an inundation of, of pledges. And it's amazing. Um, wow. We never thought it would be like this. And I'm so, so happy and grateful that it is. That's, uh, at the end of the day, you're helping. And, that, yeah. and that's what really matters. How do you balance your mm. job? Because you're working at this agency. And, and you still have time to answer emails. Not and exactly to assist. a small agency either. So it's part of the agency. I do this as part of my day job in between everything else. And I've gotten quite used to speaking to people. So now it's like, one second, brrr, write my emails and then get back to what I'm doing. So the agency's been 
I mean, it's it's an initiative of the agency. They're very supportive. Oh, that's like incredible. now I didn't have to take off work to come here to speak to you. For yeah. example, yes. it's very much a part of my everyday. That's absolutely amazing. Uh, craziest place that it's happened that you can think of because it's happened all over the world. Um, there was a little village in Islamabad. Oh my word! Uh, I'll show you a photo if you. Uh, it it's ugh, it blew my mind. The people with nothing gave. So I, I, I travel quite extensively and I'm quite lucky for that. And I've, I've said we've got it bad in South Africa and it's tough. Um, one of the, one of the, the most humbling experiences was in India where I saw people begging and they mm. were naked. Mm. Um, there is no money for clothing mm. is, is how bad it gets. So for this to have infiltrated, infiltrated to the rest of the world and it's spreading and it's growing and it's getting bigger, it's absolutely phenomenal that um, from South African ideas, uh, something like this can be born that really does make a difference. It Thank really so does much. help. It's really cool. Yeah. It's really cool. It's, <laughs> it's an easy way to give back. I have loads of clothing. Mm. For me to go out somewhere where it's public and it's easy exactly. to get to and to hang some goods up and you're giving that to someone else. Um, when we did the CEO sleep out, yes. they, they, they sort of had a, a rail, so you yes. had to bring clothing. And when I was going through my cupboard, I was like, how can I only bring one, one thing? Exactly. Yeah, I've got so much. I've got so much to give. So I'm hoping that, that there's a listener and, and you're planning a street store in Johannesburg near the four ways area will be great. So I don't have to travel too far, <laughs> but if you can do it relatively soon, I'll be involved. Awesome. If, if any of them pop up in Johannesburg, please let me know as well. Awesome. Um, one of the questions that I had that I, that I forgot to ask, but does it happen at the same time? So if I'm bringing clothes, are there people shopping at the same time or is it like in the morning we bring clothes and in the afternoon people take? So when we run them, we don't take any clothes in advance. We want people to actually come to the street store and, and see and interact and meet and talk. And, and that's your humanist development, yes. right? Because that's the most important thing to us, actually bringing the people together. Because to overcome those stereotypes going forward changes the lives of both sides. I mean, just the other day uh, at our 500 store, one of the homeless guys got a little bit like grumpy with me because I wouldn't let him take another piece of clothing. We limited. I was going to ask. It's three you items about of clothing and an well. accessory. Uh, we did like a little bit of research into what people would keep versus sell. Yes. And three items I'll keep versus that, selling. I, I mean, I'm glad that you brought that up, that there's, there's research that's going Oh, a lot this. of thoughts gone into this. And you, you've gone actually, somebody could try, this is South Africa, the, the world. And if there's poverty, if it's yes, opportunistic. Yes, yeah. Yes. So you've, you've sort of curbed that oh, by going yes. three pieces. Yeah. And, okay. and, and, we, and that's what our guidebook's filled with. It's little like, things that you should do to make sure we did all the the hard work to make it easy for other people to do yes we wanted to create this um platform for giving mm. and make it as easy as possible for people to get involved so that was very important to us and little things that you don't realize so the other day so i said he was getting a bit grumpy with me because he wanted an extra thing i said to him i'm so sorry sir look at this queue of people all of them want. Imagine you take an extra thing, which means the Someone next person only gets two. And he huffed and puffed and he walked away. And he came back about an hour later and he said, I just wanted to thank you for teaching me not to be greedy. And that there's always someone worse off than you. You. And he left. And it's just like little things like that where it's all about human connection. But that's also, that's the thing with them living on the streets. It's a, it's a, you know, they're fighting for survival really. Yeah. So you have to sort of understand and go down to you know that that kind of level if you're not a po- I mean if you're not uh, um, familiar with it yeah and that's the thing so you taught him something and he taught you exactly something. so both sides are learning from it that's why it's important for us for the uh, people to come and make the donations yes. but ugh, we're not prescriptive if someone wants to host a street store 
and they want to take clothing donations in advance, go for it. As long as you're doing it for the right reasons. It's, it's all about that, right? Yeah. Do what is good and what is right. Yeah. I always say that. Um, you, if I see it on Facebook and I see the events and I'm like, cool, it's happening in Joburg. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Uh, where do the homeless see it? How do they get to so know about it? That's what I meant about finding the perfect location. You've got to be where they are. Yes. So in Cape Town, I don't know Joburg. I've been driving around so much. I'm so brave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so brave. <laughs> Um, so you've got to find areas where the homeless are. And I know it's, it's quite easy in Cape Town because there's yes. certain areas that are, and it's very much within just the day to day spaces where everyone else is like Greenpoint, yes. very hip and trendy mm. area, lots of homeless people. So it's all about finding those locations. It's generally where there's a homeless shelter nearby, but we've also had people who organized buses. And went out and picked up the homeless and brought them to the store and then took them back to where they were. Yeah. So it's up to every host to do it the way they want to and with, within their means. Yeah. Within their means, what works for where they are. Yes. Such incredible stories. I am, am literally on your website now and I'm trying to soak it all in. <laughs> I want to retell all of these stories because I think what you're doing is phenomenal. Um, I, I'm going to say it again and it's, it's not trying to boost your ego, but you're a South African that came up with this idea and it went global. I think that is phenomenal. Um, and more, there's so many South Fantastic. Africans that are doing this right now uh, where they're coming up with really good ideas that are helping not just their country, but their world. And you are at the top. It's <laughs> absolutely Absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> uh, it's so you. exciting to have you in studio. Can you give uh, the, the web address one more time and um, all of the social media handles and all that, sure. please? So our website is www.thestreetstore.org, and that's where you'd go to go and take a pledge. You can also see some of our albums there that you can see some of the street stores. We're currently updating the website, so um, a lot more coming to that space. And then you can find us on Twitter and on The Street Store, on Facebook, The Street Store Org, and on Instagram, The Street Store Org. That's incredible. It's that easy. We're going to post all of these uh, links up online so that you guys can get involved as well, either by joining a street store that is already happening or hosting your own. Yeah. What I love about this concept is that you guys have made it all open source as well, and you're giving the assistance to guide and help yeah. people to make it as successful it's as possible. It's a great thing for companies to do together. So brands, a lot it's of a brands have gone and involved, idea. and they um, will host the street store as their company, all the staff do it, and they do collections within their branches. Um, and then they, a few of them have set their different branches against each other to see who can host the biggest one which is quite nice a lot of schools have done them different NGOs have run them so it really is we try and make it as easy as possible for anyone to mm. host a street store it's that simple uh, we're going to put all those links up online so that you can get involved I think this is important it's Christmas time guys if there's one thing that I've learned in this country is that everybody could use just a little bit of love not just at Christmas every day and this is Extend one way to give back table. man it's easy to give back it's easy I cannot believe that the hour is over it literally Starts and finishes in the blink of an eye, but I feel it's because I'm so flippin' inspired. It's we get our to week meet, boost. Well, for other people as well who listen. <laughs> um, we bring you the good news every week on a Tuesday between 10 and 11. All of the old shows, and I say old, it's such a terrible word. All of the other shows <laughs> are the past. I, I, I'm not even going to say past. All of the other shows yeah. are available on Cliff Central, <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Sometimes, and I'm talking a year and a half ago, yes, they'll pop up again. we'll bring you a story. On the good stuff. And then I'll see it on Facebook like last week where yes. people are talking about it. So we know. We're in the know. We're looking for good news all the time. You can find them all on cliffcentral.com. We post it up directly after the show. Um, we need to stay motivated. We need to inspire others. We're in this together. And the only way we'll get through this is together. Engrave only beautiful thoughts in your mind. Forgive, let go, be good, and keep positive. The universe is, after all, an incredible place to be in. And it will take care of you. 
It will bestow you with all the happiness that you can imagine because what you draw on the canvas of your mind always comes to picture. I'm leaving you with that, with, with that this week is where I stand. Happy Tuesday going forward. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Thank you for tuning into the good stuff uh, on Cliff Central. Check you next week. Goodbye. Cliffcentral.com.